As entrepreneurs, we all want to grow our business dramatically. Well, I'm going to let you in on a secret, and that's what we're going to talk about today. There are two ways to do it. One is to attract that steady stream of pre-qualified, pre-endorsed clients, customers, for whatever your service is or your widgets you're selling. A second, I'm going to say even more important, is keeping them. And today I have an, a really remarkable entrepreneur, uh, a good friend, an extremely talented individual, and one who I go to because he is the expert. And I don't say that very often, but the expert in member retention for not only for not-for-profits, but for-profit organizations. And this is one of the biggest secrets of being a super successful entrepreneur is keeping your customers longer. You do not want to miss this. Stay tuned. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Robert, I am so excited to have you here. You're uh, looking awful comfortable there. You're looking kind of the guru that you are, which I appreciate. But first of all, I want to just thank you for joining us here at AESNation.com. Hey, it's a privilege to be part of this program. And uh, thank you so much for having to be uh, be a guest and uh, to be on the name. Uh, now, forever, I get to add to my biography that I was on your program. This is this is a thrill. Well, awesome. I, I tell you, it's a thrill for me. And, you know, I've been following you, Robert, for uh, a number of years. And you know, we'll come to some of the books you've written. And because you're really, you're one of the players in the information marketing, but you've carved out a little niche uh, that is huge, <laughs> tight thing. And it's all about retaining clients and customers and the value there. You know what I'd like to do before, I mean, I, I want to dive in because, I mean, you've given me some great advice. We've had a chance to kind of go over a number of things, and I'm constantly learning from you and, you know, all the assets and the different resources you have. But I want to really help everyone get a little bit of the backstory. You know, how, how did Robert go ahead, you know? Uh, you know, and get to this point because that's not a business that, again, we wake up at, you know, at age five and say, I am going to be the expert in uh, customer client retention. <laughs> well, you know, it, it happened uh, like it's a happy accident, as, uh, as so many accidents are. I, uh, I, I was came out of college with an accounting degree, hated, I did public accounting for about two months and hated it, and got a job as a bookkeeper for a company that managed associations. And uh, within about five years, I bought that company. And now here, all, I mean, I was 28 years old, 27 years old. I had uh, 30 employees and, and it was in 1999 and we had all these associations that we were managing and, you know, which are professional trade groups, uh, you know, groups of doctors, groups of uh, OBGYNs, uh, 
anesthesiologists, pain medicine, um, occupational therapists, movers, motorcycle dealers. So there's all these niches that we were we were built. We were putting on meetings, putting out magazines, uh, doing events, selling trade shows, and all right at the same time that Google was out on the horizon. You had Ask Jeeves right there, and so members were going. Why do I belong to an association when I can just go to ask.com and find out the answer to our question? And and so it really kind of sent shockwaves through the whole industry and certainly through my company. And what I discovered was certainly answers and information are part of the reason why folks belong to an association or buy from your company. But more importantly, there's a lot of other reasons why they're your customer that can actually be more valuable. Well, and this is, I got to say for all entrepreneurs, Robert, I want to make sure, you know, somebody might say, geez, I don't have a membership program. I don't need this. Okay. You know, if you're selling anything, you're building a community, you're creating that tribe, however you want to describe the, your customers and clients. And to the extent that you can build that emotional connection and, you know, and memberships and I, I have, you know, a number of businesses, they're all around information. It's so easy to think that's what we're providing. And if that's all we're providing, you know, Google does it pretty well now. They've learned from those days that you were just talking about, and they've gotten pretty good. So uh, go ahead. Well, one, one example that's not membership related is Starbucks. It's essentially delivering you a cup of coffee, but you know, and part of the experience is important, but I think one of the very most important parts of that experience is the logo on the front of the cup that that says to the buyer, I, I am worth this, I've rewarded myself. And you can walk into your office and you're showing that, you know what, I've got enough money that I can buy coffee at Starbucks. You all can go to Dunkin' Donuts and tell me how much better it is. I am important enough to go to Starbucks. And that whole thing works in large part because of the logo on the cup. And that's exactly what we're gonna talk about today is how you can use that logo in the cup kind of principle for your own business and, uh, and, and, and get that same value that goes way beyond just the, uh, the filtered water in the cup. But it's, it's so funny because I, I know a few of the early investors of Starbucks and they got sold that vision of how important that was in the community. It wasn't that the coffee was that much better. And I, I, you know, I unfortunately didn't invest in that first round or even <laughs> subsequent round, but I've drinking a lot of their coffee, particularly when I'm traveling and everything else and, and became passionate and use it at home. And we've got a bunch of espresso machines. But one of the things I want to tell other entrepreneurs, and I think this is important, this is really, you know, what you're showing us how to do is that if, if it's not enough value, it can be displaced. And um, there's a new kind of coffee, bulletproof coffee, Dave Asbury, uh, just raised a bunch of venture money. And he's come out with a kind of a different process and he charges more than Starbucks. And I now I'm on a regular mailing, you know, getting my coffee and so on. <laughs> and, and this is, you know, and, and Dave's building a, you know, I think he might be one of those guys that builds a billion dollar business. and. And this is why it's so important to think through all these aspects of it. I'm thinking the Starbucks logo, I love a, a, a sailor and all that, love seagoing and everything, but bulletproof sounds even better. 
<laughs> well, uh, and, and I think that's it's also a fascinating, um, really, example of entrepreneurship that, you know, in so many businesses, they're trying to figure out how they can deliver coffee cheaper than Starbucks. We're going to go in, and we're going to be a coffee shop and we're going to be just as nice and it's going to have uh, big poofy couches and it'll have a little tinkly music, but it'll be cheaper than Starbucks. And the smart guys are the one like you're identifying instead of figuring out how to do it cheaper, they're figuring out how to be even more expensive. Let me be the the super premium uh, provider, even on the top end of Starbucks. So I think that's a, a brilliant example. Uh, absolutely. Well, let's let's dive into the key lessons because you've been doing this for you know a long time, Robert. You're you're providing counsels to some you know you know big companies, small companies, all the way in between. And you know, number one in our discussion, you know, as we we're getting ready to do this recording, um, you talked about every one of us as an entrepreneur need to have kind of this important discussion with ourselves, our senior team, about the difference between retaining clients and finding clients. And I talked a tiny bit in the opening, but why don't you take that further? Because to me, this is one that's uh, so easy. I mean, I've started a few businesses that I didn't focus on retention, and boy, that's hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. No question. And um, and you know, I, I, I think of, uh, running a business, I have a little analogy story about running a business is very similar to driving a car. And uh, you know, j just like your car goes nowhere unless you give it gas, uh, your business doesn't grow, doesn't go forward unless you're adding new customers. And the rate at which your customer, your business is growing is directly proportional to the rate of you putting in new customers into your business. That is the fuel, that is the gas. Uh, but you're not going to get where you're going unless you're steering this thing. And I've always felt that the steering of your car is to one side is getting your customers to buy more with each transaction. And then second, uh, getting your customers to buy from you more frequently. And those two keys are things that you've all, always got to consider because if you're just putting in new customers all the time, it's, it's really just like flushing them through. And you can, you can really, you can completely transform the value of a customer by focusing on getting each transaction to be larger. I mean, that's what McDonald's came out with, the value meals. That's what that was all about, is that people would come in and buy a burger and a Coke. And, and then McDonald's said, wait a minute, we gotta figure out how to get them to buy fries too, and make that part of the order. And they did, it was, when they first came out of it, came out with that, that was a good 20, it was 25 to 30%, depending on the store, increase in transaction size. Uh, if you can do that to your business, can you imagine if every customer suddenly bought 25% more with each transaction, completely transformed well, the business. I gotta put me on the Go camera ahead. so they can see the smile. I mean, you know, 25% <laughs> more. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, you know, that, matter of fact, that's a huge deal. And it's, it's one of those things that's so important. And, and, one of the lessons, Robert, I've learned is I call it, you know, first focusing on uh, client lifetime value, and you're talking about how to maximize it. And, and then I've always, in every business I have, I, I create a client pathing of how, you know, 
what we're going to do, whether it's a professional services, whether we're offering hamburgers, that type of thing, you know, how, what's the progression? How can I maximize the client lifetime value to the business by delivering, you know, really that differentiation uh, value to them? You know, John, that this is that this is something that I am very excited and passionate about, and it, the the when when if you're in a professional, you know, there's a lot of different businesses, but if you're in a professional service firm, you're delivering some sort of thing for your customer, or if you're, uh, you know, a lot of the folks that I deal with are in the subscription business where the customer is buying some sort of piece of software or some sort of subscription and has to integrate that into their life, that if the customer doesn't take action with what they've purchased, then they're not going to want to buy the next several. Like, you're not going to buy the Bulletproof coffee three months from now if you don't use the coffee for this month. And so it's essential that they get you to use that product. And one of the things that that we've been really focused on is making the first steps that the customer needs to take exceptionally easy and simple and small. Now, so often, uh, we as marketers, uh, business owners, we define value in bulk. Oh, you want, it's like kind of like a uh, one of those t television commercials on TV. You know, if one ShamWow towel is good, how about eight? You know, it, like more of the same isn't always more value. A lot of times it can be less value uh, just because there's so much to do or so many options. And that's one of the interesting things that like Apple has done is they have eliminated the number of features and made their products very simpler to use so that there, it isn't as full featured as an Android, but it's also simpler to use and maybe the battery lasts longer. So, um, so they're that's what we need. We, we first of all, we engineer the offer and the product so that it's simple to get started. Yeah, I, I think this is so important. I mean, I'm thinking as you're saying it, Robert, of an experience. As a matter of fact, I had today. Uh, I'm in the process of looking at you know doing a solar installation, solar panels for electricity, and and I've kind of put it off, but the our utility bills keep on going up, and I've got a pretty large property, 20 acres, a whole bunch of landscaping, and uh, multiple nice. buildings, and it's kind of like okay, I got to do it, and boy, the difference, uh, you know, getting some references, using you know the services like an Angie List, identifying down to a small group four that we're gonna have conversations with. And looking at the, how hard one group is making it, you, know, you gotta hang out with them for three hours, they're gonna do all of this stuff. Uh, today, someone came by, it was a, the only one that's an hour appointment, got all the prelim information, came out, did a quick site survey, went up to his car, you know, did a, maybe 10 minutes of my time interviewing to get what I wanted. Went up to his car, printed out a very complicated, you know, I mean, executive summary, then detailed report. And just spent time going over the executive summary and a whole process of following up. And, and this is something that's, uh, you know, probably a couple hundred thousand dollars. So, you know, they can spend a little more time. And you're going to have products that are hamburgers or a couple hundred thousand, or maybe you're selling something that's, you know, an office building, then. But really, the, the point I want to do is, you know, you, you talked about, you know, making it simple. 
And, it, and it's simple getting people started because, I mean, I, was, I, yeah, I liked the guy. He made it easy, you know, and then I'd probably sign a long-term contract. I, the lifetime value also would be phenomenal because I would probably bring up their name and subsequent ones, interview their CEO. I've got a bunch of friends, da, 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 da. And I think sometimes we forget, you know, we're, we're all racing so hard, you know, trying to get the client. We make it hard for them to come. And then we don't have that escalation or client pathing to help them go along. And we got to deliver value all along the way. And I, th I think that's an interesting point too, John. Um, the, it, one of the other things that I see about that client pathway is we spend a lot of time um, you know, getting out pain points. You know, there's a book called Spin Selling where you're you're investigating the pain and you want to irritate the pain points. And then there's Challenger Sale, which is you know, the next edition of that, which is you know about challenging their beliefs and and you know, are you going to accomplish your goal? You know, John, you know, if you don't do these solar systems, what's going to happen with your power bill? It's just going to get higher, isn't it? Well, I guess we better go ahead and get this done now uh, to save yourself a lot of money down the road. Well, we do all these sales things and then we get the sale and we just f flip right over to delivery mode. And very quickly, our customer forgets about the whole thing. And, you know, they might, they, 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 you know, there's kind of this like path that immediately starts as soon as they, they're very excited and then they buy and that's kind of the peak of excitement. And then it sort of wanes. And what we have to do is even during the fulfillment process, maintain that excitement and, you know, and, and remind, hey, you know, we're going to save a lot of money on these utility bills when we get these done, you know, uh, only a couple more weeks left or another, you know, you know, we, so especially if your customer has to adopt anything into the program or do anything with what you are selling them, you have to maintain that excitement and keep selling even after the sale is made uh, in order to help get the compliance you need for the customer to actually get value and experience your program. Well, I, I call it reminding them of the wow <laughs> type thing. So what's happening is you're delivering on what you promised and that's what they expect. I mean, but in today's world, so often people don't even deliver on what they promise. And then if you can just do a little bit more, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, and people get excited and that lifetime value just takes off. But I, I want to go into you know, really the second point, you know, big takeaway we want them to walk away with is to recognize there's a lot of ways to serve clients. And, and one of the temptations, and I know I've, I've had this problem, Robert, where you know, you, it's so important to keep you know, that on the client path, the lifetime client value, you can just keep on dumping in you know, more and more things that cost an awful lot. And all of a sudden, the, you know, the profitability of that client can go down pretty dramatically. And you know, sometimes they don't appreciate all this. <laughs> And, and one of the things that uh, that I figured out within the non you know, I was in the nonprofit association world almost exclusively for about 10 years and then I discovered these for-profit information marketers and I've been working with them for the last for the last 10 years um, but you know most information marketers folks that are selling and packaging what they know are mostly focused on delivering content 
providing information. And that was just one of five things that we did in the association world. And uh, what we're finding is that when you also pack together the other things, um, such as, uh, and uh, we can go through these, John, if you want more detail, but really the, there's kind of five things that associations give, one of which is ROI, you know, kind of that content, actual, what, mm -hmm. you know, what somebody wants. Number two is an opportunity to be part of something bigger than themselves. Number three is recognition. Number four is a opportunity to grow. And number five is an opportunity to connect with others like them. Now, and by offering those other four things, generally it doesn't cost you anything to do that. And it gives as much or even five, five times the value that you could deliver only on information or only on return on investment alone. And that's what I mean with that Starbucks cup. That's recognition. That is that is Starbucks allowing that customer to identify themselves as a customer and how wealthy and rich and how successful they must be because they can afford to buy Starbucks coffee. Yeah, and, and it's something, you know, we're all alienated a bit in life. I mean, you know, life is so busy, you know, certainly entrepreneurs, but everybody is. And, you know, we want to be part of something. And, you know, whether it's a Starbucks coffee or it's your company, your services. Uh, you know, I have a mastermind group of top financial people. We've got obviously a virtual mastermind here at AES Nation. You know, Robert, I know you have different groups and we'll go into that in the resource section. But, you know, people come not only to get the information, but to be part of the group. And so often they learn from their, their peers uh, more than the gurus. Well, and that's you know that's one of the things I discovered about that connection. That fifth one I mentioned, I was running the uh, for uh, putting on an annual meeting for dermatologists, and uh, you know they were you know, we were kind of we were waiting on some people to get us the agenda, and it was late, so I sent out a marketing brochure. They're like, oh, send out a save the date card. Well, I'm not going to send anything out unless there's a way for people to send back money. Mm -hmm. So we did a save the date card, but it also had a registration form on it. So you could go ahead and you know, register right then. I you know, waiting again uh, to, to get your attention. And what we found is that we had as many people register from that initial mailing without any of the details as we had in years prior with all the details out about what they were actually going to learn. And when I got to the meeting, I discovered why. It was because they were coming to see each other. Their wives were there or their buddies were there. They were out going golfing. They were going on a fishing trip. And so it wasn't all about the program that we could put together, it was about one, connecting them to each other and being the club where they can be feel part of it. And that's an essential thing. One of the things that, that we've been doing with meetings that we put together is having structured networking, not like a cocktail party where you just everybody's standing around like at drinks and feeling awkward, but actual ways of getting folks connected so that they can create those relationships so the next time the brochure goes out then it's not just seeing robert and what he's going to talk about but it's charlie and ben and george and 
I want to go be part of that group again. And 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 you you're you're nowhere near as powerful as all your other customers combined. Well, and this is if you're doing you know if the lifetime value of your clients is really high, you know this is something that is critical. Uh, I'm in uh, Peter Diamandis, uh, Abundance 360 Mastermind, and and he is really a lot about the future of technology and a little bit philanthropy. And he got uh, he had some data scientists, uh, data mining going on and so on. And what he did for networking that I was really uh, blown away with is he took uh, he has 250 people in his mastermind group, and he went ahead and 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 really ran an algorithm. I had one of the data scientists run an algorithm and match up and said these are the top 10 that you should meet during the conference. Well, it was nice. extremely valuable, and everybody did it. Well, I now do it in my mastermind group. I've got a, a almost the same size group, and I've got a couple of data scientists, and we put it together, and we're actually sitting them together at different events and so on. And the, the feedback has just been amazing. And and you know, I'm going to go back to what you're saying, Robert. You know, throw if if you you know throw events, um, oftentimes it's not the speaker. I hear over and over again for our programs and programs that I you know attend you know, make more time for the conversations. I can watch people like we are today on video, you know, really easy. I can't get those personal connections. And, and it's just so important. It's funny. I, I did the, uh, the data scientist method. What, what we did is we had uh, three different groups and, uh, and we would rotate through it. So the first group was data scientists where we matched people up. The second one, we matched people up. And then the third one, we did it random, just totally just ad hoc. Because by the time you've already mat done two tables, it's actually <laughs> kind of difficult to find third matches for each of the people without matching them. Anyway, so we just did it completely random. And I can't tell you how many people were like, you know, I wasn't really sure about your matches until the third one. I was blown away. You, I, you had it so, you had me pegged. Like, okay. But, uh, but yes, <laughs> whether you're in uh, financial services, just get your clients together for and allow them to, to meet each other. If you are, if you're a local business, Create a forum, make your own little chamber of commerce within your customer base and be the connector because there's as much value in that as there is in your core deliverable and your customers will keep buying from you and be buying your core deliverable it's just so they can stay connected to you for everything else that you're offering. Yeah, we see that all the time, Robert, when we, we do do research on the affluent and successful entrepreneurs and on networking and so on. And you know, many of them would never leave that relationship they have because of the power of connection. You know, why, yeah, okay, I'm gonna save $1,000, but this person introduces me to million dollars worth of business. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with that person. You know, let, let's go and talk about, you know, the client, um, you know, as we talk about this life cycle, uh, you know, we have new clients or customers coming in and then they, you know, go through a growth period with us and they become more mature. You know, how, how should our communication change as we do this? Well, I think it's a, well, even acknowledging that it should change is, is, is important. I mean, just think of, I mean, you're probably a regular at a, a restaurant where you go all the time. The, they, that restaurant probably needs to connect and talk to you differently 
than it does somebody who it who who isn't a regular the new customer needs a whole lot a different orientation than you do and that's the same with all of us yeah it's funny we went to uh last night we went to a, a new restaurant and we eat out a lot and we're in a nice little <laughs> boutique community you can see size wise that's, uh that happens and uh it's so funny robert the uh the waiter, it was a new restaurant. We've been the third time and he greeted us by name now and he brought the drinks that we ordered the first two times. And the value, you know, it is like, okay, I guess we're regulars now. And, you know, they're assuming that. And, and it was a nice touch and it was well done. And, you know, where you wouldn't, you expect a, a new, like there's some that we go to where they don't even give us the menu anymore because we're, yeah, we're regulars there and they'll ask us and so on. And it feels a little bit like uh, Norm and Cheers in some of these, too. So whatever the experience is to think about this, because, you know, we tend to, I mean, I, I, my experience, most of the time, people love me as a new customer, but then take for granted down the road, you know, what's going on. And then, boy, you know, what, it's, it's hard work getting a customer, but it's so much easier to keep and retain in that value proposition so high. So the new customers, uh, to kind of put this down on an index card, something that is a, you, we, we could write books on this topic, but to, to put it down on an index card, the your new customers need reassurance uh, because they're kind of scared. You know, is this real? You know, if you're going into the restaurant restaurant for the first time, is this going to be a good experience? Is the service good? Is the food good? Even if you've heard good things, you're still you're still looking for reinsurance. So that first experience needs to be about reassurance, helping them feel good about the experience. The subsequent experiences needs to be about helping them feel important and helping them feel like they are in the right place, that they're connecting to people they couldn't get other places that they're being seen and the fact that they're there is recognition of how smart they are um, and, it, and and even to the extent that you can depending on the type of business I got kind of restaurants in my mind at the moment helping them feel like they're part of a cause because even when you buy an Apple laptop you know I've, I've seen people that have like man I had this new laptop I felt like I had to really write something good can, <laughs> Be worthy of this Apple laptop because of how nice this thing is and so the extent you can make your fo your customers that whole that those regulars the repeat customers is all about making them feel important now this is so good Robert let's change to a new segment and this one's called the book of the day and what I'd like to do Robert, I'm gonna put up on the screen uh, you know, you are an information marketing guy, uh, but you're all, I mean, you're actually, you're, you're a brilliant relationship guy, however you do it, you know, cause sometimes we get these online offline discussions to me, you know, the most successful entrepreneurs are great at relationships. They deliver real value. You do that. And I, I want to share the book that you did. Uh, and you, you, if you go to, uh, Robert's uh, Amazon author page, you can see he's extremely prolific. But tell us a little bit about this official Get Rich Guide to Information Marketing and, and why it's applicable for entrepreneurs who aren't in the information marketing side. 
Well, and that's interesting you bring that up because that 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 I that is actually the second edition of the book. This one came out in 2011, and um, and there's a whole section about adding information marketing as a marketing function for any type of uh, business. And uh, this was also a, a first book that had a real step-by-step -step, uh, process for how to get started uh, in the information marketing business. But I saw it, I see the whole information marketing is how any business can bolt on recurring revenue, subscription revenue, you know, membership revenue in, into their business. Uh, so whether you have it and you want to get better retention or you're looking to kind of make that part of your business, information marketing could be a very valuable uh, process uh, to do that. Well, and I, I want to go to and just say, I'm going to echo how valuable it is. I. I Really, I read your book. Uh, I, read, I think I read the first edition and the second edition. I've read almost everything you've done. And it was about that time of the second edition because it's been just over four years that I decided to start implementing you know, information marketing techniques, you know, communication techniques into, or strategies and tactics into my business. And I gotta tell you, Robert, it's been worth many millions of dollars. And I, I wanna encourage other entrepreneurs you know, if you're you're watching this uh, podcast, you know, video podcast, you're listening to this. I mean, if you're not using this because you say, well, some of those online guys aren't, you know, they're, I mean, there's some bad apples. Well, there's bad apples everywhere. But strategies and tactics to communicate the value you have just so invaluable. You know, let me go to the next section, which is the app day. And Robert, you know, you got your smartphone you know what would be the application that you would recommend to your fellow entrepreneurs that you've gotten a lot of value out of well I, I do want to say I'm just very very thankful for what you said about the book I really appreciate your 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 input and feedback thank you for that um, well in terms I, of apps, I, I'm glad that you didn't charge me a licensing fee for executing on these things too, because <laughs> I would owe you a lot but a sincere thank yeah. you is very, very much there yeah, I, and, and as you were talking about that, I was thinking about how much work went into actually creating that book, and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm so happy that it was it was valuable. The, um, you know, an app that I use a lot is Trello. Um, we actually, I, we manage all of our in-house projects uh, with our clients, even between me and my clients using Trello. It's a very nice project management site. Um, uh, tool that's just very simple to use you can use it on your pc through your web browser you can use it on your ipad or iphone and i imagine there's a, there, i'm sure there's a google app as well or android app as well um, but then um, it's just very simple i was at a meeting and i needed to create a little project and so i pulled up my phone added it and added a due date and it not only is it done not as is it there and communicated to my team but it's also will be there when we sit down for our next weekly meeting and uh, so then that will it, it, you know it remind me that we need to talk about that and have a deadline so I love Trello it's a very visual way of organizing projects and to-do lists and it's a nice little tool yeah no and I'll echo that I mean it's just that it's both as an individual or an enterprise, and it's—I mean—it's either free or relatively inexpensive 
depending on what you want to accomplish with it. Let's go ahead to the yeah. next segment, which is resources. And Robert, this is, I'm gonna put up uh, your uh, website, associationmarketing.com. And remember all the links and everything Robert and I talk about will be at aesnation.com. So if you're in your car, don't try to write these things down. Uh, or if you're in the gym lifting a bench pressing 300 pounds, you know, again, stay focused. Uh, but other, otherwise, yeah, yeah. Otherwise here, you know, Robert, tell us a little bit about your website and uh, what, you, what you're doing. Because, you know, I mean, I do want to go, let me just do one more. You are, uh, you're one of the, I get probably... Well, I know because I use SaneBox to track all my email and sort it, but I believe I'm averaging now about 1,500 emails. That's not kind of any junk mail that comes in each week, and it sorts uh -huh. everything and so on. But yours is one that I haven't put into, they call it the black box, you know, which would be unsubscribed. <laughs> uh, but it just does wow. it without telling the party that you unsubscribed. And, and it's one that I, I have, you know, and I have it in my later file to read every time because I'm, I, I've just, you know, that conversation that you're doing and it's you know whether you have membership or not this is really invaluable so robert tell us a little bit about the site well i'm honored that uh that my email is worthy of your attention that's quite a uh, that's quite a statement thank you um the uh at associationmarketing.com one of the one of the things that you can get there is is my report on that customer path that you were that you were mentioning so whether you have a business or a subscription program or a membership program or you're thinking about doing that you want to think through the the experience um there i have a report that include that really gives you my breakdown of it as well as a, a kind of a checklist of the items that you need with each step of that customer experience throughout, you know, it really to retain them for years. So many of these programs, you lose their, they lose 50% or more of their members within the first three months. Well, we tell you how to solve that and solve the problem where they're bored after a year or two, uh, all within, it's a free report. Um, right there on the site yeah and it's a it's a nice little tool yeah, all you got to go do is go to mar associationmarketing.com and you'll see robert there ready and all you gotta do is click on the red box <laughs> and you are there let's go to the next segment um i want to bring this all together and this is robert I, i've been taking a lot of notes and it, this is really invaluable it's something that's very important to me and i, I just want to for my fellow entrepreneurs, you know, as you're listening to this, I'd like you to think about the three big drivers of success that Robert and I talked about that he, he walked us through. Number one is to have that important discussion with yourself and your senior team about the value in really retaining our clients. I mean, we all have lots of conversations on marketing. I mean, this can be almost every day in every organization, but that retention is so easy to put aside and that's really the value creation that we can have. Number two is, you know, start thinking about the different ways that you can serve your clients and it doesn't have to be piling on value. I mean, one of the things we don't really talk about, but I love surveying them and, you know, getting, and sometimes they don't know what they don't know, but, you know, really testing things because it, it can be some of these most valuable and we, and Robert and I talked about one is facilitating network. 
that's so inexpensive. As a matter of fact, if you're doing uh, conferences, you don't have to pay for as many big name keynotes. I mean, it's cheaper. So, you know, look at what they want. And then uh, lastly, number three was going ahead and changing your communication style. We, you know, it's, uh, in my time zone, Robert, we're at lunch now, so I was ready to follow you on the restaurant side. You know, but you know, whether you come in, as they come into the restaurant the first time, when they come into your business the first time, I mean, how are you doing it? You know, how do you have that conversation? Having that really powerful orientation if you're a premium service and then taking them through the process. Okay, this is something that, you know, we all do, uh, you know, but it, we've got to do it well. We've got to do it better. So, Robert, I want to thank you and I want to encourage everyone to go to AESNation.com, get the show links, you know, reach out, definitely uh, connect. Robert, get on his newsletter, download the report. You know, if he can personally help you, let him know. Uh, his book's phenomenal and his advice today. Go out and execute those three. Your clients, your future clients, they're all counting on you. Don't let them down. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.